0: It's good to be here and to share with you this morning. And uh, we're going to look, as you no doubt have already been aware, at Psalm 103. Thank you, Trevor. And thank you too for those songs that we had this morning. Um, It's good that we can come and praise the Lord together. And this psalm that we... we should... Um, But in these first five verses, Um, David could have much to thank the Lord for. We'll read it again, I think. 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. As we... Look at the news, read the papers. We are always seen to be brought uh, with the negatives in life. We're bombarded by these negatives, how bad everything is. And we're continually told, oh, well, things will get better. But they don't always, do they? But there are all those negatives. But as we come and as we look at these verses in Psalm 103, we can take and think of some positives. David could look back and give thanks for what God had done in his life. and Likewise, I'm sure we can all Look at what God has done in our lives and is doing and we can give thanks to him for his many benefits to us. This psalm moves us as our songs have so far to bring our gratitude and praise. Spurgeon could say about this psalm, As in the lofty Alps, some peaks rise above all others. So among even the inspired Psalms, there are heights of songs which overtop the rest. This 103rd Psalm has ever seemed to be the Monte Rosa of the divine chain of mountaintops of praise. As we look at the peaks, yes they can seem to be all much of a muchness and yet there are those that stick out from the others stick up and we can see their loftiness and uh, we can give thanks for those and likewise when we consider what God has done for us, how we can Come to him. It's a psalm of David and it was probably written when he was getting older, when he was aware of sin seriousness and the value of pardon. In verse 1, David stirs up his own soul to praise God. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. He begins with self-examination, O my soul. This was a conventional Hebrew way of addressing oneself. He's distressed over his lack of thankfulness. When things are going well in our own lives, there's often a lack of thankfulness. We accept things and uh, we don't appreciate the and give thanks as we should. We think we're getting on quite nicely, thank you very much, and we don't need anybody else's help. But David could say, what is wrong with me? Why am I slow to be thankful? God is often out of the equation. However, when things are going well, we're often far from thankful. And when things aren't going well, we don't come with thankful hearts. We want often to blame somebody, maybe God or others, for the difficulties we're experiencing. But David needed this exaltation. He may have been passing through great trials. He certainly had a life of ups and downs. Psalm 3 verse 1 says, O Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? And that was written when David fled from his son, Absalom. Or Psalm 51 verse 1, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, Blot out my transgressions. When the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Or Psalm 56.1. Be merciful to me, O God, for men hotly pursue me all day long. They press their attack. And this was written when the Philistines had seized him. In Gath, he may have experienced some great loss, he may have been betrayed and the people, by the people he trusted, he may have simply become routine in his worship. we can carry on in life as a matter of routine, not giving as much thought to the things that God is giving us? What is the reason for our lack of attitude, of gratitude to to God? In verse 2, David states his need to be thankful. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. How easy it is to forget what happened five minutes ago or yesterday or a week ago. Some people will tie a knot in a handkerchief or need to write things down unless they'll be forgotten. We move on and we fail to remember what God Has done for us. Used to sing a chorus as a child, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. It's only as we recall those individual blessings that they mean so much more collectively. I'll read out the full song. When upon life's billows you are tempest tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You are called to bear. Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings, money cannot buy. Your reward in heaven, not your home, nor your home on high. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Well, a song written some time ago, and yet we do go through life's experiences, good and bad. We are tossed here and there, but all through it, God can be faithful. God is there with us if we let him. And the Bible calls us in other places to be thankful. In Psalm 92, it said, It's good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. We can bring our worship to God in song and music. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Not just when we feel like it or things are going well, but let us come before God in all circumstances. Sometimes it's certainly easier, isn't it, to give thanks than at other times. Another author, A.W. Tozer, could say, Thanksgiving has great curative power. We can be cured. We can know the curing power through thanksgiving. What a thankful heart can do for you. It can bring peace of God into our lives. Paul could say to the church at Philippi, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Once again, a man that went through so many ordeals in his life and yet he could still come with thanksgiving to God. It can make you a positive, praising person. And then we can add the, the final verse to the section in Philippians 4. Finally, brothers... Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. We don't need to look at the negatives in life. We don't need to look at what goes wrong. But we can look at the positives and give thanks to God. Paul goes on in Philippians, I rejoice greatly in the Lord, that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Great example of Paul in what he did and what he saw around him. and How we need to move away from thinking about self and concentrate what God is doing, both in our own individual lives and in the world in which we live. And I think one word sums up its contentment. How we need to be content where we find ourselves, whatever the circumstances, to be content with what God is doing. Then in verses 3 to 5, David starts counting his personal blessings. Who forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desire with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? He starts off with forgives all your sins. He names the important thing first. Where would we all be without this forgiveness? The reason that Christ came into the world, 1 Corinthians 15 For what I received I passed on to you, of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Have you been forgiven through faith in Christ? If you haven't, then can I ask you to think about it. Why haven't you been forgiven? Christ has paid the price at Calvary. He's done the hard work. It's only for us to respond. He then goes on to say the healing of all our diseases. God is the source of all healing. How many times have we heard that people have gone for a hospital consultation expecting the worst of a medical problem only to learn that the problem's gone away. Or has improved. No medical answer, no reasonable answer. It can only be a miracle, the answer to prayer. God is the reason that we're alive today. He gives us the breath that we need for our day to day lives, He redeems our lives from the pit, from destruction. God delivers us. He delivered and will continue to deliver us day by day. He crowns us with love and compassion. When we walk close to the Lord, he will bestow good things on us. Our youth is renewed like the eagle's. As we get older, we find it difficult to do some of the things that we found so easy when we were younger. We can think of the unflagging strength of the eagle, that mighty bird, so great, so majestic in the way that it flies around, has unflagging strength. Isaiah 40 So in conclusion, the remainder of the psalm that David wrote is a song of thanksgiving. We'll just read through the other verses. Verse 6, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we were formed, he remembers that we are dust, As for man, his days are like grass, he flourishes like a flower of the field, the wind blows over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants, who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. The psalm ends with a call to others to join that great song, God's love and compassion towards his people. In verse 20, praise the Lord, you his angels. In 21, praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts. In verse 22, praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. And he finishes with the words that he starts with, praise the Lord. O my soul, may we be a thankful people, may we seek to give praise to God for all that he has done, is doing and will continue to do in the coming days. Thank you.